Welcome to the Ambassadors for Christ Outreach Ministries podcast. So we are Christ ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24. I believe we'll be going all the way through 27. If you have it, say amen. Amen. It says, do you not know, this is the NIV version, that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize. Run in such a way as to get the prize. Verse 25, everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. Somebody say strict training. Strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it, the people of God do it, to get a crown that will last forever. Verse 26, therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. This is Paul talking. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. Verse 27, no, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. I want to talk about you for a few moments and tie in this thing together. I'm walking in my Nike. I'm walking in my Nike. So, so yes, yes, Nike, Nike. This is not an ad for Michael Jordan. This is not an ad for Nike. Neither is this an attempt to prove that Nike's clothing is better quality than the competition. However, the advertisers, if you really research it, they uh, uh, have convinced us somehow that if we wear this product while running or competing in an athletic event of any kind, we will win just because we're wearing their product. Now, is there something magical about Nike? Can wearing their logo somehow transform us into Michael Jordan on the basketball court? Or Tiger Woods on the golf courts? Or Derek Jeter in the baseball diamond? Can it make us like A.J. Foyt or Bobby uh, Labonte in the race car? I don't believe it can because I don't know about you, but I tried this gear on while playing basketball, and I still sucked. I was still terrible. But I'm certain of this one thing. We can have victory in the race we run called life. Christians have something to help gain victory. If we look at 1 John chapter 5, verses 4 and 5, it says, for everyone born of God, watch this, overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? The question is asked. And the answer is this, only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Take a moment, look at your left and your right and ask, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Ask him real quick. Faith. Faith is the thing that gets us through the challenges of life. Faith that God is able to do what he says he will do no matter the situation, no matter the circumstance. 
as in I'm walking in my Nike. Now, most people don't know this, but there's a very profound history lesson to be learned behind the word Nike. Somebody shout Nike. Nike. I want you to shout it like you believe it. Say Nike. Nike. The contemporary usage of the word Nike is based upon a myth of a Greek soldier named Phidippides who ran 26 miles from the Battle of Marathon back to the, to the Athens to tell them that the Greeks had defeated the Persians. Stick with me. The timing of this information was essential to the Greeks winning the rest of the war. Now famously in this myth, Phidippides, and that's a mouthful by itself, yeah. ran himself beyond endurance, the myth says, reaching the Athenian square and shouted out from his lungs, Nike! then died. The word Nike, pronounced in Greek, Nike, is Greek for the word victory. Likewise, the Greek word for victory in 1 John is Nike. So when I say I'm walking in my Nike, I'm walking in my victory. In order for us to be able to firmly proclaim that we are walking in our victory or our Nike, there are a few things to consider concerning the text before us. Somebody shout it again since you know it. Say, I'm walking in my Nike. I'm walking in my Nike. First, in order for us to truly be able to walk in our Nike or our victory, we must run to win. Somebody say, run to win. Let's look at 1 Corinthians verse, uh, chapter 9, verse 24. It says, Do you not know that in a race all runners run, but only one gets the prize? All right. It says, Run in such a way as to get the prize. Uh -huh. When you look at verse 24, it speaks of running in a race. This is a reference to athletic uh, games, much like our Olympics. Now, every two years outside of Corinth, there were famous Olympic Games. They had all of the events that our games practically had, like boxing and wrestling and all kinds of different foot races. The winners of these events were given a wreath or a crown to wear on their heads that was woven of olive branches. The value of the prize was not monetary, but symbolic. And the prize for Paul was a sense of delight that he was being used by God in ministry, knowing that he had used all his energies, his talents and gifts to glorify God. That's what Paul lived for uh, when he described the prize in Philippians 3 and 14. He says, I press towards the goal, the NIV version says, for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. It makes absolutely no sense to run a race with no intentions of winning. But this is what we do, people of God. Think about it for a moment. How many of us had resolutions at the beginning of the year? How many of us made a promise to ourselves that 2018, the year of 2018, would be the year that I achieve such and such, that I overcome 
such and such, that I stop doing this or that, that I separate myself from them type of people. Now that we're in month seven, how many of us have actually achieved any of the goals that we set for ourselves? You see, most of us either didn't raise our hands, either don't care or not listening or paying attention, or came to the conclusion that we have not accomplished much in 2018. This is because we are running or not running to win. We have to realize that everything we need to be victorious in our lives, God has already given to each of us. Your gifts, your talents, and ultimately your faith is enough to get you beyond the finish line. Not just as a participant, but as a winner. How many winners do I have in the house? Put your hands together and give God some praise for that. So get off the couch of your life and put your Nike gear on, your victory gear, and achieve everything that life has set before you. When we run our race today, whatever it may be, let us rely on our faith in God and strive for the prize, as Paul says. Let us run to receive our crown of righteousness, not a crown of riches, but a crown that will carry a message to all who see it. May our victory in Jesus be symbolic of the power of the cross in overcoming defeat, mainly defeat, the defeat of sin and of death. Secondly, in order for us to walk in our Nike or our victory, we must be willing to endure the agony. Somebody say the agony. agony. Let's look at uh, verse 25. It says, everyone who competes in the game goes into strict training. Paul makes it very, very clear in the text that winning spiritual rewards requires spiritual discipline on our parts. The word compete that he uses in this verse is Greek for the word agony. Uh It points points to the great effort that was put forth to win. You see, athletes of any kind of sport today endure uh, tremendous pain during the training season so that they may perform well in the game. Which, Which wants me to pose the question, how many of us are training the proper way so that we can perform in this game called life? In most sports, the practice, if you ask any athlete, uh, is more vigorous than the actual game itself. However, they do it all for the crown that will simply fade away. They seek glory in the eyes of man. Paul, on the other hand, in the text, endured much agony in order to obtain an eternal crown. I believe this is what's wrong with the church church today. We have way too many people expecting to benefit from the riches of the Holy Ghost, but refuse to be trained in the ways of Christ. We want to have all of the glory, but don't want to study his word. We want to have all of the glory, 
but don't want to have faith or be faithful in ministry. We want to have all the glory, but don't want to commit ourselves to kingdom assignments. We want to have all the glory, but don't want to deny ourselves daily. We want to have all of the glory, but are not willing to seek God first in our lives. But if you're going to be considered as a victor at the end of your life, you are going to have to be willing to go through some stuff. Be willing to claw and scrape and crawl your way through life knowing that if I keep my eyes stayed on Jesus, he will keep me in perfect peace. Be confident that he which hath begun a good work, the Bible says, in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Yes, God. God has put victory down on the inside of you. Walking in your Nike. Yes. Thirdly, in order for us to be able to walk in our Nike, we must be able to set goals. Somebody set a, goal. set a goal. Look at verse 26. It says, therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. Uh -huh. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. How many of us got some friends in our lives, some family members, some co-workers that in the spirit realm, all they doing is walking around in circles. Yeah. They ain't making no advancements, ain't achieving nothing. They saying they going somewhere, but look like a hamster in a wheel, just turning and turning and turning. Yeah. This verse makes the point that we should not practice for an event without a goal. Yeah. Paul said he did not run without having a reason. Yeah, sir. That's black folk. We see other people running. We start running and worry about what, what the reason for running later. Many people today run or jog for fitness, which does have a goal. But in the eyes of a pro runner, these people are just amateurs. Why run if, if, if you can't get a prize? Haven't you noticed that many pro athletes uh, give up running or exercising or biking or training or whatever when they stop being pro athletes, when they retire? Yeah. They have no reason to continue in their sport or their physical fitness or well-being if they can't win a prize. Yeah. Wow. Paul asks, why in the world would someone fight if they are just going to swing at the air? What's the point of shadow boxing if you're never going to knock anything out? We have way too many immature Christians swinging Bible scriptures at the devil and missing the target every single time. We have way too many immature Christians in the church that are shouting just because the bump is there, but our praise holds no weight and no value in the spirit realm. Yes, it looks good when you can two-step and you can sidestep and you can swing your leg back and forth. But when the enemy is running rampant in your house, when the enemy is going against your marriages, when he's messing with your mind, I wonder where your shout is then. Whatever sport we choose to participate in or whatever resolution we make, let us not go through the motion. 
We need to set goals before ourselves. Any race that we run, we should aim for the finish line. Do not enter an event or a life situation. Do not enter a resolution without having a goal of finishing. Yes, sir. Another thing to point out is that too many times we focus more on the task than the outcome. All right. Stop being so task driven and yeah. start being goal driven. Yeah. A person that focuses on the road rather than the end goal is more susceptible to straying off course. How many of us walk the streets with our heads down? No, you need to be looking forward. That's why you tripping. It's time for the people of God to be strategic as we fight against the enemy. You see, I heard a story of a man who approached two different workmen. The first workman, uh, he approached him and he asked him, Sir, what are you doing? Yes, sir. The workman stopped what he was doing and said, can't you see I'm laying bricks? The man then walked over to the other workman and asked, sir, what are you doing? The workman simply stopped what he did and answered with pride. He says, I'm building a cathedral. Come on you see, in this illustration, both were physically doing the same thing, but the first workman was occupied with the present task, and the other was concerned about the ultimate goal. My mom preached it some time ago that God has a plan and a purpose for each and every one of our lives. Watch this. There is a blueprint to your victory, and if you forget the end result or the end goal where you are uh, destined to be, you'll find yourself bogged down in the process. The Bible reminds us in Jeremiah 29 and 11, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. The King, the King James Version ends it this way. It says, to give you an expected end. How many of us in the house are expecting great things for God? If you are not willing to inspect what you expect, you'll never ever be able to walk in your Nike. Walk in your victory. Lastly, in order for us to say we're walking in our Nike or in our victory, we must have the strength of discipline. Somebody say discipline. discipline. Look at verse 27 of 1 Corinthians chapter 9. It says, no, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Without discipline, one is sure to fail. Yes. An athlete's strength comes from discipline. Yes. Anybody that lifts weight understands that it takes good discipline in order to achieve building muscle. Yeah. Here is a story of the first marathon runner, uh, which where Nike company gets its name from. We talked about it at the Battle of Marathon. It was fought in 490 BC when King Darius launched an attack on, the, on Athens. Uh -huh. Since surrounding uh, city-states would, would offer little support to the Athenians, the Athenians were outnumbered by the Persians. Although the Athenians were outnumbered, they caught the Persians by surprise by 
running the full length of the plain and catching the Persians unorganized. The Athenians were able to, to defeat the mass uh, Persian army by not only striking them from front, but they also flanked the Persian army on every side. Yes. Because of this certain attack, the Persian troops broke ranks and fled back to their ships. Since uh, the Athenians won, uh, they wanted to send word back to Athens to tell them of the victory so the city could prepare for the Persian fleet attacked from the sea. Uh -huh. So the, the, the military leaders sent this runner, Phidippides, uh, uh, to take word to Athens. Yeah. The, the, the word that it says, the myth says that he ran 26 miles. The first time a marathon was ever ran. And then when he arrived, he could only say one word because he had ran himself so vigorously. He ran all the strength out of himself, all of the life out of himself, and he shouted the word Nike. Uh -huh. What was the one word that he shouted? Of course it was Nike. The reason why I asked you to wear your Nike gear is because I wanted you to feel how it feels to wear victory clothes. I wanted you to know that everything you need to win is already inside of you. The word and the logo that Nike uses on your clothes go beyond a fashion statement. It is a decree that I've ran the way race I've lost along the way. I'm bruised and I'm battered, hit on every side. But in all of these things, I still come out on the other side a winner. I am victorious. You see, some of y'all look at the swoosh underneath the Nike word, and you've got to understand that's just not a logo. That's a modified check mark. So instead of reading it as Nike swoosh, the, the people of God should read it as victory check. So the next time the enemy tries to bring frustration into your life and cause you to be angry with God, remember that God has ever already brought you out victory check. The next time the devil tries to throw sickness and disease at your body, remember that God has given you the power to be healed. Victory check. The next time that Satan comes into your home, remember that God will be your shield and your buckler and won't allow the enemy or the enemy's attacks to break down that which he has ordained. Somebody say victory check. The next time the enemy tries to throw you off course, tries to tell you you can't make it, tries to tell you you ugly, and you'll never be what God has created you to be, you need to turn around and remember that God has already gone before you and established and solidified your victory. Victory check. The next time the enemy tries to persuade you that you are not are a loser, you got to remember that the Bible says that God has labeled you more than a conqueror. Somebody ought to put it in the air and say victory check. No matter what it is, God created us to win. Because
depression, victory check. Aggravation, victory check. Lonely nights, victory check. Divorce, victory check. Poverty in all my finances, victory check. Addiction to those drugs, victory check. Pain, heartaches, and times, victory check. Sickness in my body, victory check. We hope that this message has blessed you and can carry you through your week. For more information, visit www.afcoutreach.com. 